Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> good afternoon. Good evening to everybody. I am uh, Brother Q, and you have, uh, if you are seeing this for the first time, this is Men of Encouragement Podcast, and I am the, the host, Brother Q, uh, and I have my trusty uh, co-host and host, uh, Brother Dixon. And today we got a special guest, and our special guest is no other than Sister Q. So we got a brother Q and Sister Q. Sister Q, we want to welcome you to Minute of Encouragement Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. Good to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, you know, we have so much that we're going to talk about today. Um, but Brother Dixon, how are you doing, my faithful brother? Oh, man, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I, I had just came back from uh, Whole Foods and someone said, hey, what you eating tonight? Every time I see you, you posting some 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 meals and some good food and stuff like that. So you know, can I come with you tonight to eat? You know, so I said, no, nah, I got leftovers tonight. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. You um, you eat good, too. I mean, you have um, it's I know that you had the bike. Um, you were doing the biking last week so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you uh you you're being leaderful taking care of your health and fitness and so um that's good um sister q or brother dixon do me a favor can you can you do a you know a, a bit of encouragement introduction for our sister q because i mean you can no one does it better than you oh uh, well i mean you know we've been blessed to have uh, sister q following us already and so it's just only fitting that uh, she would join us this time uh, to come in and, and uh, to also add to the encouragement that uh, we so dearly love to give to everyone. And also from a female perspective, uh, because we do not only are we trying to encourage men, but we know women are paying attention and listening also. And, and, and they like encouragement just as well. So it's only fitting that Sister Q, who also has her own uh, way of doing encouragement to women that she would come on and join us uh, to be able to add to what we do already for encouragement. So it, it's just really a natural fit. Yeah. And, and Sister Q, do you want to tell us how do you what's what's your ministry? What do you, do you have a podcast? Like, how do people get in touch with you? Well, I, I can be found on Facebook under Lucretia Mensa. You can just follow me there. Um, what I do is I am just naturally an encourager. I am a lover of God, a lover of his word. And so I like to come in and just be an encouragement to people. Sometimes I'll come in on my show and I will just have a message. I'll have like worship and prayer and those sort of things. But the name of my ministry is Meet Me at the Well. So I do a plethora of things. I travel out of the country, giving um, to orphanages overseas. Um, going into schools, giving school supplies out to children. So it's, there's really no limit to it. And God is, God is adding to that. But I really am an encourager too. And um, one of my gifts is encouragement. Well, we are the uh, men and women of encouragement today. And so welcome to the Men of Encouragement podcast. We thank you so much for being with us uh, today. Uh, we're going to get into something that, um, you know, I think is really important. Um, conversation because I think there's a lot of things that are in the world and we can kind of go by um, you know what the world says uh, but today's conversation is about honor and um, and I want to say that you know we have a lot of misnomers about honor I think we've um, have like stretched it into being something that um, is without you know a reference of what 
um, without a reference to God and, and without something that we will um, completely submit to. So we're going to get into that. But before we do that, I want to just I pass the mic to my brother, Brother Dixon, for our new segment. What does the word say? Because <laughs> if you've been watching, if you've been watching the Men of Encouragement podcast, what you do know is Brother Dixon is faithful. Like I said, he's faithful. He faithfully is going to tell us, well, what does the word say? And so we we have, you know, we only have so much time on this podcast, and there's so many things that I know that the word says about who and what we're to honor. We're going to get into it a little bit today, but brother Dixon, can you just give us a, um, you know, a reflection or, you know, some insight about what does the word say about honor? Well, you know, it's very interesting that you ask about what the word says, because the word has a lot to say about it, but, and I won't answer some of the questions that I'm going to ask. And this is just really for our audience. But before we get into what the word says about honor, I would have a question to everyone about what is dishonor? Because, you know, you, a lot of times you have to deal with the opposite, you know, of a word before you can get into what the meaning of one word is. And the other thing that I will also mention is that whenever you look in a dictionary for a word, it has things that are called synonyms and it has anonyms. And so it has verbs and so, so you get different types of facets for words. And it's very interesting to deal with a dictionary version of a word versus what the Bible says about it. And so, so that's the first thing I would deal with is what is dishonor? And then coming to what honor is and, and what the Bible says about honor. Well, I would first of all say that God is a God of order. God is a God of order. So, God always speaks about order. And so the Bible talks about here is the order of honor before I even get into what honor is. Well, first and foremost, we have to honor God. <laughs> you know, he, you know, all the glory and all the honor <laughs> goes to God. Okay. And then the, the, the second order that we're given, because only Adam and Eve were made. Everybody else was born. And so the next line of order goes to honoring your parents, yeah. your mother and your father. And Quisha does a very good job of doing that right now because she honors our, uh, her mother so greatly. But it says to honor your parents. So you honor God, you honor your parents. And so next in line, when you get married, and we can talk about before you get married, but we're going to go to marriage next. You know, it, it's, it's a funny way that couples are supposed to be honoring each other. It says for a husband to honor his wife. But then for a wife, there is a synonym for honoring. And that is respect. And it says in the Bible that a wife is to respect her husband. Synonym for honor. Then we move on in, on this hierarchy to honoring authority. We have all kinds of authority people in the world, you know, such as pastors, you know, such as the police, such as government, such as teachers, um, 
you know, we can go on and on, you know, with doctors, uh, kings, presidents, um, you know, the police, you know, the president and all kind of titled people in society that we're supposed to honor. OK, but finally, the Bible says we're supposed to honor one another, honor one another. So before I get to the top of the hierarchy with God, you know, a scripture that really comes to mind is in Philippians 2, 3, and 4. And it says this, we are supposed to esteem, in other words, another synonym, honor, esteeming, honor. We're supposed to esteem others better than ourselves. Then it goes on and says, do not look out only for your own interests, but we're supposed to look out for the interests of others. Okay. And a follow-up scripture to that is Romans 12 and three, which says, do not think more highly of yourself than you ought to. (laughs) Because it goes back to something that brother Q, you always like to talk about. And that is pride. Yeah. It becomes very difficult to honor when you're in pride. Okay. So I just mentioned the hierarchy. We can get into the, all the scriptures that says to honor God, to honor your mother and your father, to honor, you know, husbands, honor your wives, wives, submit to your husbands, you know, and all those different types of things. But God has already set out, set up and laid out a foundation for honor. And all the honor and all the glory goes to him. And only he delegates those who need to be honored. And yeah. the final question I will have is this, and it's kind of been answered, but I'll, I, I'll ask it anyway. Is to honor a command or a choice? Hmm. <laughs> Sister Q, what you got on it? What you want to say? Oh, I'm responding to that. It's both. <laughs> it's a command and it's a choice. All right. Because we can choose to be obedient. We can choose to be disobedient <laughs> to the command. Amen. Which is the honor. Yeah, you know, um, I, I, I'm in agreement because um, your mind, you know, your mind and your heart, you know, have to be um, have to be in agreement, you know, Um and I think, too, one of the challenges, one of the reasons why I want to talk about, you know, honor is I think that we struggle with honoring. I think we, like I said, I think it's been watered down, you know, into things that are like, um, into, you know, reciprocity, right? Um, you know, there are some people that, you know, may not even believe in God because they, um, they're waiting for God to do something for them in order for God, you know, for them to be able to be convinced who God is. And, um, and God is asking us, you know, to, you know, loving him, and showing our honor onto him and having faith in him without him even being seen. Right. Amen. And I think that, you know, we have a society, you know, with our relationships, you, you brought, you know, you brought up the parents, um, the marriages I want to get into. Um, and we've just watered this thing down to, you know, you know, you treat others as, you know, they treat you and, and, and we lose sight of, the order that you mentioned as far as what's in the Bible. And so we have, you know, we have an order of, you know, why we do things and how we do things because we honor God and we honor God's word. 
And what happens um, in this natural, you know, world is that we just, you know, we honor the things that, you know, that either um, boast us, right? The, you know, that boast and stroke our pride, our egos and things of that nature. And then also just, you know, reciprocity. And so um, I really feel, you know, um, I, I just concerning that we don't really have honor is not something that is um, spiritually um, being represented for us in in a lot of ways in our, you know, in our society and our government, there's just a lot of things that um, I just, I don't see honor, you know what I mean? And, and I'm, um, you know, and I'm challenged too, because I want to make sure that I've, you know, I'm able to pull myself, you know, out of this gauntlet of what the world's, you know, what the world says. Um, but yeah, honor is definitely something that has to come, you know, what you're going to, you know, what you're going to believe, what you're going to agree to. So well, if there's no honor, what's the opposite of that? Dishonor. Disrespect. Lack of esteem. Yeah. You know, I, I think about the marriages, right? So, I mean, um, you know, I, I don't... One of the things that we do on the Men of Encouragement podcast is to uplift and to encourage, but we got to also keep it real. So, <laughs> and so, but, so we have to talk about some things that are tough, and one of the things is about divorce. Right. And and I think about marriages and I think about the vows you sat before, you know, the Lord, you, you know, you had the, you know, the marriage counseling, if you did with your priest or pastor and then divorce rates are what they are, you know, and I, you know, I just think about They're the same in the church as they is outside the church. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so I see that and I just go, wow, like if divorce is as high as what it is, I'm like, where is the faith? of people because the reason the reason for marriage right and this this covenant this agreement and these vows right what i what i understand and tell me if i'm wrong um was something that you know was onto god individually and together right and so seeing the seeing the rate hot divorce rate high and seeing relationships broken at home people not speaking to their mom and there's all this you know uh dysfunction um, just wondering if you are not honoring, you know, your, your covenant. And if you're not honoring your mother and your father, um, and you're not honoring, you know, one another, especially those of the body. Um, the question is, is where, you know, is that really faith? Is that really, you know, are we really walking, you know, truthfully in our faith? Cause honor, um, if we are honoring those things, it just, you know, it just puts us in the right um, mindset. It puts us in the right heart disposition in order to, you know, to navigate life. Um, but I just feel like we're challenged. Well, it comes back to choice now, once again, you know, because people are making those choices. They're choosing not to. And that causes dishonor. When you choose not to honor, then you are dishonoring. And then what you talked about honoring God, that's where it starts at. You have to start off believing in God and honoring God. And you have to believe someone, as you said, who you don't see. You know, this reason why my book is going to be based upon that, you know, because there's two realms. There is what you can see, what you can touch and what you can do in this natural world. But the natural world is preceded by a supernatural world, an unseen world, an unseen world, which God resides and he is spiritual because you can't see him. So he's invisible. And he does supernatural things to really trump 
the natural things that go on in this world. And so it starts there, because if you don't honor him, then it's going to be very difficult for you to honor anything else because you're going to pick and choose what you want to honor based upon some of the things that you just mentioned about special interests, about your special desires and, and, best, and based upon your will. OK. And, and God made us in, our, in his likeness and in his image. So he wants us to be like him, but he don't force us to be like him. He wants us to choose to be like him because he loves us for us to love him. But be, when Adam sinned, Adam separated himself from God. And he, so he no longer had the power of God in him. And it's very interesting because I had this conversation with someone and I asked them um, this question. I said, when Jesus died on the cross to deal with what took place in um, what took place at, in the garden, well, that's two questions. One is, why did Adam sin? Okay. The question is, why did Adam sin? Are you? you I, hope, I hope I'm not getting too deep. I mean, that's, that's really that's really kind of getting deep. But, well, because I mean, Adam said because it's the same reason why we sin. But go ahead. He, on. Well, why did Adam sin? Yeah, Adam Adam sin, and um, because he didn't follow the instructions. Okay, uh, uh, Quisha, you want to answer that question? And for background, Brother Dixon is... Uh, Why did he sin? Yeah. Well, I'm going to give my opinion. Because he was listening to his wife. Okay, so now, both of you guys gave the fruit. So let me... Let me deal with the root. Unless somebody else want to kind of give it a shot. Well, I want to know what your other question is. Because are, are they... My other question is related to that. Mm -hmm. Okay, when Jesus died on the cross, what did he do about sin dying on the cross? And he, he did, well, I'll give you a hint. He did a couple of things, but the third thing he couldn't do concerning sin. And that's the reason why Adam sinned. So what two things did, God, did Jesus do oh. on the cross to deal with sin? Well, now I can answer the question as to why did Adam sin? I believe there, I can. Anyway. There you go. There you go. Free will. He had free will. Yes, he had free will. Yeah. But that but that still is, is a fruit answer and it's still not a root answer. OK. Was, so let's let me let me back up. So was are we so Adam's sin was. Adam's sin was eating the fruit. Is that Adam's sin was doing what God told him not to do? So not following instruction. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Because Adam, Adam went on to sin after that too. I just wonder. And, and, and we all sin today. Yeah. The same way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can I, I can add to that as to why he's saying. I mean, I can imply some things. He he's saying if he didn't sin, we wouldn't be here. That's one. Oh no, we would still be here because he was supposed to be fruitful and multiply. So we would still be here. We wouldn't what be in the state. We wouldn't be in the state that we in. <laughs> so that's the difference. Okay. So so that's. But we're the adopted children. We're the ones that were grafted in. You know. And, and and once again, God already knew everything that was going to happen before it happened. Okay. So mm -hmm. let me go ahead on and let me have good answers so I can go ahead and keep this in line with honor. Okay. Jesus died on the cross to pay for the penalty of sin. The penalty of sin is death. 
Okay. God said, Adam, if you sin, you will die. Well, there is the definition of death in the Bible is separation. So God separated from Adam. Okay. Spiritually, because Adam, because God was in Adam. And so God separated from Adam. So he died immediately spiritually. And that's the reason why we are all born spiritually dead. And then he died physically 930 years later. See, you know, people people don't realize Adam lived for 930 years. And you don't hear nothing about him in the Bible after the first few chapters of the Bible. OK, but he lived for 930 years. I mean, so he was insignificant after that. OK, and so we all physically are going to die as a result of Adam. But we are not going to spiritually die if we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. If we receive Jesus Christ, then we get eternal life back. Because the reason why Adam wasn't going to die in the very beginning is because he had eternal life in him. God said that you have eternal life right now, Adam. And if you sin, then you will no longer have eternal life. You're going to die. Okay. So the first thing he did was he paid the penalty for sin. The second thing that he paid for that he took care of concerning sin was the power of sin. Mm -hmm. If you read Romans 6 and 14, it says that we are no longer under the power of sin based upon the law, because the law really generates sin. That's the reason why Adam sinned, because he had the power of sin because of a law. The law generates the power to sin, okay? The law creates the temptation to sin, okay? But we're no longer under that. We're under grace now. So we're under grace. So Jesus took care of us being under the power of sin. Now we sin because we choose to sin, because we want to. Okay? We sin because we choose to. So now, here's the third thing, and this is the reason why Adam sinned. Adam sinned because of the temptation to sin. See, the difference between here and heaven is there is no temptation in heaven to sin. And and the temptation that was in heaven to sin, God booted it out. God booted him out God kicked him on out of there Because you can't stay here There can be no temptation here And so you and all the angels who want to go ahead on And sin and do what y'all doing You're getting booted out of here So God booted Satan To earth Now the tempter Is in Adam's life Without temptation There is no sin Because God Cannot be tempted Okay, and so Adam sinned because he had temptation that was available to him. Had he not had temptation, he would not sin. That's the reason why none of us will sin in heaven, because there will be no temptation in heaven to sin. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so that's the reason why he sinned. And so all of us are going to be subject to sinning, verb sinning, until we get to heaven. Now, we will begin to sin less because of the power of the Holy Spirit that will be working on us and working in us to to become like Jesus, to do his will and have his desires. But everybody on this earth right now have their own will and have their own desires, and they fighting against God's will and his desires. And this is where honor comes in at. 
okay? We fight to honor. We -hmm. resist to honor. We have an attitude to honor because of our temptation to please ourselves versus pleasing God. And he tells us to honor him first, and then you will honor all those other things who he have delegated us to honor. And many of us are going to be disobedient. We're going to pick and choose. We're going to cherry pick. Sometimes we feel like it, and sometimes we don't. You know, sometimes, you know, on a good day, you might get some honor, and on, and on a bad day, you're going to get a whole lot of dishonor. Yeah. yeah. That's my goal. <laughs> no, you know, I, I wonder, um, you know, honor – so we have like men of honor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sister Q, what is a a man of honor to you from a woman's perspective, a godly woman? What does that mean to you? To me, a man of honor is one that honors the Lord first and foremost. God is his head. He acknowledges him as his head and he honors him as his head. That's what a man of honor is to me. A man of honor is also one that honors, if he's married, he honors the relationship that he has with his wife. He honors his wife. He esteems his wife even greater than himself. He's respectful towards her and he speaks highly of her. He loves her as Christ loves the church. I believe that's also a form of honor. Mm-hmm. Honor is also, and it's in many categories, it's also honoring your, your parents, right? And so if he's a man of honor, then he is respectful towards his mother. He's respectful towards his father. He's respectful towards authority, whether he agrees or not, because he is under the headship of Christ. He's honoring God. He's honoring what the word says. To me, that is a man of honor. Amen. Amen. So so now I need you to give me the street version because that was good and that was churchy and I loved it. But, you know what I mean? But like Brother Jackson just said, like, there's a lot of people going to church right now, still sinning, because that's where we at right now. So um, so I, I just, because I know this, a man of honor, we will try to reach what everything you said had no flaws in it. That means he's going to do all of these things. Um, can you, I just, I just want to hear from you as a woman, um, use whatever you have <laughs> to, <laughs> to think about, what a man of honor is who is to encourage that man right now, because that man right now is not, he, he wants to know God, right? He's reading his Bible or he used to read his Bible. He went to church, you know, he, he might be up and down in some kind of way. He might've even, um, you know, he might've even done something to step outside of his marriage, right? He, um, he's struggling, you know, um, the temptations are on him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that brother, you were just meeting that you come he comes into your contact with you and you want to pour into him because you said you are sister Q, you pour in, you encourage. How do you turn that brother? How do you turn? How do you pour into that brother when he he is in your space? And um, and I just would love for you to just right now. Um, what is a man of honor after all of those things? Well, a man of honor is still all those things, but he's not a man without his uh, 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 He's not a man without mistakes. So just because he made a mistake does not mean that he's now a man of dishonor. He's still a man of honor because we fall down and we get back up. So we're going to make mistakes. And a lot of times the trials that we go through are there. Well, not a lot of times, all the time. The Bible talks about the trials been there to build our character. So if he has some areas in which he's lacking honor, 
then those trials are going to come to build his character and to increase his faith. So just because he's a man of honor doesn't mean he's without mistakes. So I for say, me, I like to use the word without faults. Yeah, or without fault. <laughs> However, you might use that word. I'm going to use mistake because, um, well, yeah, without fault is more descriptive. That's good. You always got <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So, but if I'm going to encourage him, then I'm going to say, hey, we're all of us. No, nobody is perfect. If we were perfect, we wouldn't have had needed for a savior in the first place. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm going to remind him of that because a lot of times what we do is we beat ourselves up. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we've already been beat up by the person that has seen us make the mistake or, or, or fall short. So there, there, there's already that pressure that's on, on them. So I'm going to deal with the mistake, the fact that he made a mistake, the fact that he's not perfect and he's not going to be perfect until Jesus comes. So, but now wh- where do we go from here? Amen. You know what I mean? Get back up. And let's do it again. Every day we get back up and do it again, male or female. So that's how I'm going to encourage him. And then just depending on what his circumstance is, I'm going to find a scripture that goes with what the circumstance is and encourage him in that way. But I'm always going to encourage him in the word. I'm going to lead him back to the word because that's where it is. It's the word. And then if he needs further counsel, well, I might send him to you or Uncle Donald. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, he's, hopefully he's tuning in to the Men of Encouragement podcast and watching us on, on YouTube and Spotify. Brother Dixon, I just want to ask you, because I'm going to jump back over to Sister Q in, a, in just a moment. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that answer? I mean, we men, you know what I'm saying? Do you like that answer from a woman? Well, I, I think it was a great answer. I think if I, if I was going to add anything, I, I think it's so important. Because we all, as you say, fall down. We all fall short. Uh, every single day, um, we have to continue to to walk in the in the right in the right path. And so, there's a couple things that she mentioned that's very important. See, in Christ, there's no condemnation. See, we are all going to be subjected from the devil with guilt, shame, and condemnation. See, so so that's where the, the encouragement needs to start from is that God doesn't see you as guilty. He does not condemn you and you don't have to be ashamed. That's what happened to Adam in the garden. So mm-hmm. so Jesus came to make sure that you're not condemned, that you're not guilty and that you're not you know, that you shouldn't be ashamed. Now, that doesn't excuse what you have done. So the next part of that is to do two things. Number one is to renew your mind because you had a mindset that caused you to do what you did. You didn't do what you did without thinking about what you was doing. You cannot do anything without thinking about it as a man thinketh in his heart. So is he. So you had to be thinking about that. So you need to renew your mind. And another thing for renewing your mind is you need to repent. You need to turn from what you were doing and to turn it back to God. Okay, and it doesn't mean that you won't have to deal with consequences when you make a mistake and when you fall short. You may go to jail. The popo might come get you. You may you may get divorced. You may lose your wife. You may you may lose your. There's some things. There's some consequences for sin. Now, God will not always stop the consequences, but he will definitely help you moving forward because he will be present with us. Okay, he never left us. He was right there with you when you did what you did. <laughs> you, you know, you, you you took him right with you. You know, you took him right with you to the to the bar. You know, to the to the fair. To whatever you did, 
He was right there with you. <laughs> okay. And so now it comes down to, are you going to repent? Are you going to repent and say, God, I agree with you, you know, and, and what I did was I sinned against you. Sure, you the, the person that got sinned against was, but the first person you sinned against is God. And that's why honor starts with him, that you have a certain attitude about that you sinned against him. And God say, you know, OK, you're good, you know, because if you repent, I'm good with you. Our fellowship and our relationship is real good. If you repent, if you acknowledge and, and, and say that what you did was wrong and that we're, and, and that you went away from the word and now you want to go ahead on and be better in the word and doing what God says about the situation. Because you say, what does the word say about it? So now we got to deal with what does the word say about what you did versus what you did. OK, so, yes, you know, they need to. First of all, not condemn themselves because the devil wants to make you feel bad, horrible. He wants to, he's an accuser of the brethren. So he wants to take you in front of God in, in the court. And mm -hmm. he wants to say, he wants to say, God, look what this dude did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, but see, we have an advocate. Yes. Okay? We have an advocate. See, we got to remember that we have an advocate, Jesus Christ. And he has taken care of everything that we have ever done. Don't mean that we go out and just do things on purpose because we have an advocate that's going to take care of us. That means that the Holy Spirit ain't working on you then because you shouldn't be feeling good about doing anything with the Holy Spirit in you because he is definitely going to be having you feeling very uncomfortable about doing anything. And when you do do something wrong, you're going to, yeah, you're going to feel bad. You're going to feel good. But you got to remember that you are the righteousness of God. Mm -hmm. See, see, the truth is the truth, irregardless if you believe it or not. Amen. Facts. Okay. So that's what I would add to it. I know yeah. that was a lot of addition. No, but that was good. That was good because I was going to say the same thing. I mean, you, yeah, you did wrong and where we're going. We just can't keep coming back to the same thing, homie. We got we to gotta do something different. We got to repent. And, and so, um, so then, um, Sister Q, I mean, we're really glad to have you here on the Men of Encouragement podcast again. You know, um, we thank you for being an active watcher of the podcast live and, and, and replay. Um, you know, what comes to mind to me when I think about a woman of honor is, um, you know, everybody hangs on to, is it Proverbs 31? Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31. Yeah. And, um, and it, it's, again, it details out a, a wonderful woman, right? Um, and so I ask you, you know, you can give me the church version, but then I need the hood version. I need the one that, you know, people can understand because, you know what I mean? They're not all the way there yet. You know, um, what is a woman of God, uh, a woman of honor? I'm sorry, woman of honor. My response probably is not going to change much from that. It's not even trying to be churchy. It's, it's, it's speaking what the word of God says. And so since that's how I govern my life, that's the way that I'm going to explain it. But if you are a hood woman, you are still... You, you, I don't know. I don't know if I want to call her a hood woman, but street version or whatever is still a woman that honors God. Honors. If she's married, she honors her husband. If she has children, she puts her children, her children are, are priority and she deals with her children a certain way. First, she's going to honor herself. She's going to represent. She's going to be. Um, well, she's going to try. If we, if we're talking street. She's going to She's going to hold herself in a certain regard. She's going to be respectful of herself. She's not going to um, dress a certain way. And I know we, you know, maybe she's coming into that, but still that's the goal is to be honoring, right? The goal is not to stay hood or to stay street or to stay in a certain place. 
we come to God as we are, but then he expects change. And if the Holy Spirit is working in us, the change is going to come. The, tra the transformation is going to come. So I would say a woman of honor is one that loves God. She honors, the, she honors God. She's, she's honoring of the word. She's endeavoring. She's working towards that. If she has a husband, she's not going to be... Um, She's not going to be disrespectful of him. She's not going to be talking bad about him to her girlfriends or any of that. She's going to respect the position that he is as her husband. And she's going to speak highly of him. And if she doesn't have anything nice to say about him, she's not going to slander him. She's still going to be honoring because she's still representing God and she's representing her husband. So to me, that's what a, a woman of honor is. If she's out in the community, she's going to present herself in a certain way. She's going to carry herself a certain way. So to me, that's what a woman of honor is. Brother Dixon. Yes. I yes. dare you to, uh, <laughs> okay, it's 2023. You want to touch that? Well, you know, one of the things that you use as an analogy or was the churchy version versus the, the hoodie version, what have you. And, and so, we want to reach those people. We want to reach all people. Yeah. So, so let, let me say something that reaches everyone because, you know, a lot of times people, you know, they want to, dis, the, the, you know, say those church people or those very religious people, those high and mighty people, those self-righteous people and all of those type of things, you know, uh, it reminds me of uh, the Pharisee and, and the publican, you know, who came to pray to God and, and, and one say, look at this dude over here and what he's doing. And, you know, and then and then the publican was very humble and and, and saying that, you know, I'm, I know I'm a sinner and, and, and I do all kind of wrong things and everything else. And Jesus said, well, you know what? This person who's humble is the one who is going to be uh, blessed by me versus this person who think he's all self-righteous and have a whole lot of pride. So what I say is that oftentimes you all, you oftentimes you can't tell the church person from the hood person. OK, a lot of times they be like one and the same. You don't even know who the difference is. OK, <laughs> so that's that's where I would start at first. So, you know, it, it's like, you know, when 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 Joseph was sold into slavery, it says that Potiphar saw that God was with him. Now, how do you see how do you see that God is with somebody? <laughs> OK, how do you see God is with somebody? Because there's a whole lot of church people that you don't see that God is with them. OK. And so so how do you see that God is with somebody? So here here it comes down to and, and answering what you're talking about is that and, and Quisha mentioned it. Is that everyone has their, their own starting point. Everybody has their own starting point. That's why we are not supposed to compare ourselves among ourselves, mm -hmm. because everybody want to compare themselves with somebody else. And God say, no, this is a personal assignment that I have for you. OK, there's some group work that I want all of y'all to do, Amen. but I have a personal work for you and only you who I made exclusively for you. And so that means that everybody come in with their own baggage, their own luggage. I don't care if you're saved or you're not saved. Just because you get saved don't mean your luggage went away. OK, <laughs> so now we're talking about, OK, and, and, and the word that she meant was growth. I think Second um, Peter three eighteen says grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That means everybody has growth. You know, I think Philippians 1.6 says this, the work that he began in you, 
he will complete until the day of Christ. It didn't say you was going to complete it. It said that he is going to complete it. So now we got to deal with whether or not we're going to strive to do things or we're going to yield to the Holy Spirit that we're supposed to have in us. And there's a lot of people who haven't yielded. You know, once again, it's their will over God's will. Okay. So now for a woman, once again, God is a God of order. He has a hierarchy. Okay. It says in 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 3. It said that God, that says that Jesus is the head of all men. Okay, but then it goes on and says, and a man is the head of a woman. It don't say all women. It says that the man is the head of a woman. That means that's his wife. He's only the head of his wife. Yes, that's the only woman he's the head of. He ain't the head of you can men can be running around thinking they're the head of all women. The Bible, <laughs> the Bible only say that you're ahead of one woman because on the Adam only had one woman. God didn't make him a whole, he didn't make him a harem. He just made him one woman. Okay. And then it goes on and says that God is the head of Jesus. So the order is God, Jesus, the man, and the woman. Well, headship in the Greek means source. So God is the source of Jesus. Jesus is the source of man. Man is the source of woman. Now, how are we the source of woman? A woman came out of man. So therefore, we are her source. And when we're not acting like her source, then we're out of line because we're not dealing with our source, who's Jesus. And she can bypass us to go to Jesus at any time. And the Bible says that she is supposed to pray to Jesus on our behalf. She's supposed to have a gentle, quiet spirit and not be telling him about himself not being like Jesus. You can't be going telling him that you ain't like you ain't acting like Jesus. The Bible says you can't do that. The Bible says that you have to have a gentle, quiet spirit and talk to me about him and I'll take care of him. Because if you show a gentle, quiet spirit, it says the Bible says that is pleasing to, to God. OK, and so it's, it's, it's all about order. It's all about order. God is a God of order. And so a woman who is going to be honorable, she's going to honor the order that God has set up. And many people are going to dishonor it because they're going to want to have an attitude about doing what God says to do because they want to do what they want to do. It's very plain and simple. And everyone has to continue to keep growing because God will give you trials and tribulations and things that are, are, are made to help you grow. You know, see, you, you need to get like me. I say, God, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't need no trials and tribulations. I'm, I believe. I'm a believer already. I, you you ain't right. got to do nothing else to me. You know, I believe already. You know, and I know God knows where where those areas that I still need to grow in. But I, I'm definitely talking to Him about. Okay, I, I, I definitely believe you. You you ain't got to do something to me for me to believe it. You know, I I had enough done already. I remember to be, my last. I remember my last. My the last time I had a butt whooping. <laughs> I was like, okay, dad, I'm, I, I got it. Like, I'm going to do what you say. It was a long time ago. Like, yeah. it was like, this is going to be it. Um, yeah. So I wanted to speak to something else. I mean, cause we have like a human perspective about what honor is. And, and a lot of times, um, you know, uh, men of honor are men who are in the military, you know, veterans who have served this country. Mm -hmm. um, and I, and it's not lost on me that, um, you know, honor is given to those where something is given and where we get our honor in that regard for us. And, the, and the, you know, in the, uh, the kingdom world is that Christ gave his life for us. Right. So he gets and receives all of our honor. 
But we have, you know, in this country, um, and I almost think it's like, in, in a lot of ways, I almost think it's blocking us um, because we honor um, the flag and we honor the veteran. Um, and not saying that we're not to do that, and we should. Uh, even the mother and the father, like some of these things can be what we honor um, in the natural world can also become uh, I, idols, idolistic, um, mm-hmm. where you're, you know, you're trying to find your purpose and, you know, it's almost this devotion to these things. And so there's division um, around the things that people honor. Like, you know, I think the Democrat versus the Republican, you know, there's all these things that, um, you know, that, that we honor, we honor, you know, the, uh, you know, the city, the neighborhood that we came from. Um, We honor, you know, the race and ethnicity, you know, there's, there's the, just a lot of reverence to things. And I think that <clears throat> because those things are, and even um, honoring ourself, right. There's a self to self honor. And I feel as though, because those things are limited in their power, <laughs> right. I feel like we have to really check our hearts because it it's not the same. You know, we're talking about like the all power, almighty, all knowing um, the everlasting, um, e- you know, eternal God, you know, but in our hearts, we have dedicated time. We stand up, you know, for the flag and we do all these, you know, traditional things, um, you know, a chaos, you know, came across the NFL when, you know, Kaepernick, you know, took a mm-hmm. knee, right? right. Dis- you know, consider that dishonor. And there's, and there's not, you know, a lot being said about marriage and divorce, you know, where people stood before family, spent tens of thousands of dollars and made these commitments and they dishonored, you know, their relationship, you know, there's, um, there's dishonor in, you know, adultery and it's all these, you know, things that regardless of whether or not you are claiming to be a Christian or not, they, uh, affect you, right. They, they have impact on you. And so, um, we, we start to lose reverence to honoring. And so I just think that, um, what you said about the man and about the woman, all those things I find that are true. I just feel from the human perspective, um, how do you speak to someone who has honor? They show honor to a flag and they show honor to their, you know, um, political disposition, um, or they'll show honor to their mother and their father and their children. Um, and you see it, but you don't see, you know, that same level and degree of honor to, to the father. Well, it goes back to order, you know, because, you know, when you say what you say, if, if you have any kind of uh, what, well, you know, one commandment say, you know, that you shouldn't covet, you know, we're, we're talking about there's a lot of coveting going on, you know, and 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 once again, God is first, you know, God is not first because, you know, you can't honor anything else be, before you get instructions from God to honor it. OK, it's God first. Okay, and we have to keep in mind. I just told you the reason why we're not going to sin in heaven, because there won't be no temptation to sin in heaven, and 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 the temptation to sin in heaven was booted out of heaven to earth, and the temptation that was booted out of heaven to earth caused Adam to sin, so that he himself can now, as according to First John five and nineteen, the devil is the ruler of the world. So now we're talking about worldliness, worldliness, the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh and pride of life. 
So that's worldliness by the devil. The devil now has a major impact on the world, human, you want to call it human. I call it worldly. I call it dealing with the devil, you know, who now in, intensifies intensity to cause our flesh to sin, to go against God because the devil is anti-God. He does everything against God. And so, right, it, it, make, it, make, it may seem like he's winning. We know what the end is going to be. But all those things that you brought up is nothing more than they, well, Satan, Satan comes to steal, kill and destroy. So his whole thing is division. Yeah, that's why you have a Republican. That's why you have a Democrat. That's division. You know, that's the reason why you have husbands and wives going against each other. That's division. We can go on and on about this. A house divided will not stand. So mm-hmm. the devil's job is to divide us, divide races. Well, there ain't but one race. We talking about ethnic groups. You know, and we've got caught up in talking about all these races. There ain't no such thing as a whole bunch of races. There's only one race. The Bible says that there, that by one blood, which is Adam, all mankind came through it. Okay, this is only one blood. It didn't say several different bloods, you know, so we ain't got a whole bunch of different races. We we have a lot of different ethnic groups. okay, but we don't have all of those other things. And so as a result, we're fighting against the world. We're fighting against Satan and we're fighting against ourselves. okay. and so it's the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is going to leave out of here when Jesus comes back and it's going to leave the world in the tribulation period without the Holy Spirit. Because right now things are being restrained. The devil is still God's devil, even though he's the devil. You know, he can't do nothing unless God let him do it. So God allows the devil to do what he's doing to test us and see if we're going to trust him more than we trust. That's what he did with, with, with Adam. You're going to see, are you going to honor him more than you honor me? Because the devil said, I want to be like God. I want to be like the most high. I want to have my own rulership and my own kingdom. Well, he got it on earth, but it's a temporary thing. It's a temporary thing. And he want to take everybody out with him. Those who are going to follow him and go with him and going to honor him, they're going to be with him for eternity. So that's where the the battle, the fight, the struggle comes in at. Are we going to really listen to the Holy Spirit and and yield to the Holy Spirit? Because there are going to be some people who are not going to believe God and going to go straight with the devil to hell. Sister Q, go ahead. So to all of what has been said, I think we have to remember that um, everything is written in the word. Everything pertaining to life and godliness is in the word. And sometimes people don't know what the word of God says about these things. You know, and it talks about the people perishing for lack of knowledge. It's very important that we know what the scriptures say. So in, uh, in in, in one sense, we can identify with the people you know, we can say we get it, you know what I'm saying? But we have to lead them to the word of God because maybe they don't know that the word of God says, honor your mother and father so it will be well with you. So long will be the days of your life. Maybe we don't know that the word of God says, submit yourselves to your own hut. Maybe we don't know what the word of God says about these things. And so it's very important that we know the word of God. We have to read the word of God so that we don't err in these ways or we know why we are doing what we do, what we do. And there's nothing wrong with honoring the flag. There's nothing wrong with honoring, you know, some of these other things that we, we honor. The problem becomes when it becomes an idol, when we esteem something greater than what it God. should be. No, greater than God. Yeah. When yeah. you do something greater than God, when you make it greater yeah. than God. Yes, okay. that's, and, that's yeah. the problem. Yes, yes. And, and speaking and, to what you're talking about, Quisha, there's scripture that says that the grace of God, Mm-hmm. That brings salvation will appear to all mankind, and and in Matthew, 
it says that Jesus will not come back until the word has been spoken to all mankind. Okay, so now we got to deal with our sphere of influence because God has only given us a certain sphere of influence. That's why we're together right now on this podcast. This is our sphere of influence right now. So we're doing what God is asking us to do in our sphere of influence. And hopefully it'll multiply from those who see us to, to them telling some other people and moving on and stuff like that. But as long as we are obedient to our sphere of influence, because God has a plan for each and every one of us and our own gifts and our own spiritual abilities for us to do what we have to do. And I say it's four things, you know, uh, um, you know, health and welfare. We got we got to be healthy in order for us to do anything. We can't work with God if we're not healthy. Okay, we we have to we have to walk in the spirit. We have the Holy Spirit. We, We have to walk in the spirit. OK, we, we, we have to build the kingdom. That's what you're talking about. We call, call build, uh, kingdom building. OK, so so and I said there was four. OK, uh, uh, we, we have to um, uh, health and welfare ministry work, the ministry work. We all have a ministry that we're supposed to do. That means that we have to be servers. We have to be serving in some kind of capacity to develop relationships with people to see the love of Christ, to see the love of Christ. OK, so. We have to take care of our health. We have to do ministry work. We have to walk in the spirit and we have to do kingdom building. That's our purpose. That's our purpose. And so, yes, all those things you said is true about what and we and we supposed to grow ourselves because we have to grow our own self and being able to help others, to encourage others and do what we're doing. So you're absolutely right. There's a there's a whole lot of people don't know the word. They say, how can they know the word unless they hear the word? And so they're going to only can hear the word through pastors, through preachers, through through prophets, you know, through us and those type of things. So you're absolutely right. There's a lot of people that are very ignorant to the word and God already knows who those are. And and, and once again, it said no one can come to the father unless they're drawn. OK, yeah. you know, and we, and we have to, and everybody got to go through Jesus to get there. So. Amen. Amen. You know, one I have, of the, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, I have one other thing to say, you know, marriages and divorces. Divorces happen because of selfishness. hundred percent. Only because of selfishness. hundred percent. It happens. Whatever, however it played out, there was selfishness involved. hundred percent. hundred percent. And, 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 so- and I, I like to use the analogy of this, a circle. You have a circle. You have, a, you know, the, the, the two people and either they both in a circle or one out the circle, the other one's in a circle. That's called self-centered. And then you need to have both of them out the circle and you need to have Jesus in the middle. God-centered, yes. It has to be Christ-centered. So Mm -hmm. marriages fail because of it's not Mm Christ-centered. Somebody else is in the circle. And and, and Jesus ain't going to fight with you being in the circle. He'll he'll let you go ahead on and be in there. Okay, if you want to be in the center, he'll let you be in the center for you to be self-centered. So you have to get out of the circle and let Jesus be in the circle. Let it be Christ-centered versus self-centered. Amen. Yeah, it's uh, this the fraternity, me, fi, me. And, um, you know, selfishness is also um, is idol worship. Um, what you want and what you need is more important than anything. And um, you live in a, we live in a world that is telling you that you got to get you. You know, you got to do for you. And if and you want the devil. and if you if you want if you want that that level, that depth of connection, that um, 
you know, the best part of you, if you want the best part of you, um, you have the way that you think, the way that you used to think your thoughts, they, a lot of them have to die. You know, I want to say this um, over the podcast. I want to tell you to fall in love with Jesus, to fall in love with God, wherever you find yourself right now, fall in love with God right now and, and fall in love and um, fall in love with his word. And the, the reason why I say that, if you look at the, the, the life that you've had, you've loved something, you honored some things in your life. And many of those things have fallen short. They, they, you've fallen short because of those things. They were empty. They were not everlasting. They had, they had a, a, a time expiration date. expiration date on it. And I'm telling you to fall in love with the Lord, fall in love with God. And by falling in love with the Lord, what happens for us is that he becomes our, um, he becomes the light. He becomes our director. He becomes our minister. He becomes um, the center of attention. He he he's he does so many things to help us decide and make those decisions. To think the times where you might have uh, the times where you might have gone a different way, right? Because you were thinking about yourself. He starts to give you a mindset for you to go a different path and think differently. And so we we do what you love. You honor. You know what I mean? What you love, you honor. And so I encourage you, I encourage you to, to find yourself, uh, find yourself learning about who God is and falling in love with God every day, especially when you have doubt, fall in love with God, go even further because we can't even love other people, truly love other people. You can't even love your children fully and completely without having the love and understanding of who God is, his forgiveness over your life, his, his, the, the redemption that he's given us, right? The, the, the cleansing that he's given us, right? The, the new day, the new mind, the word is speaking to us and giving us all these different things. And like the sister said, like what's in the word, you can't even go and tap into without the love of God. You have to, you have to believe him. You have to understand who he, you have to have the love of God in order to be able to read the word, to be able to apply it, to be able to have the riches, to be able to now navigate your life and have uh, have your life be fruitful, your children be fruitful. You can be able to pour into them wisdom, right? These things are not something to be said and just to be heard. These are things for us to have these things in our heart and to become these things, to become like Christ, right? And so fall in love with God and honoring him and that love, because like I said, we we love, we honor what we love. And first and foremost, before anything, before a spouse, before a child, before your job, before whatever um, investment you're going to make, um, the love of God um, be with you. And it will, um, it will direct our path. It helps us to be able to, to lead us from temptation, like was said before earlier. It helps us when you start to change your life. She was talking about the way that we dress, the way that we spoke, the places that we used to go. It starts to be something that this honor, this relationship, this affair, this love thing, this love connection that you have with the father um, starts to change, starts to change your life and change the way that you think. And it changes your friends too. It changes a lot of things. And so I just, um, I encourage you to fall in love with, with Jesus Christ. I want to say what you're saying that you can't separate the love of God from the love of his word. His word and him are one and the same. So you can't say I love God and don't love his word because you have to have his word because that's what you that's what he has given you. See, yeah. God, you don't see his word. You can't see. 
and you can spend time in his word. So any kind of relationship that you have, because Christianity is a personal relationship. It's not like any other. You know, it's not a religion. Religions are not personal relationships. It, it's, it, you, you know, it, it's telling you what you have to do to get to God. And, and so Jesus has already done it. So you ain't got to do anything to get to God because you get to God through Jesus. And so now Jesus is the word of God. And so you have to fall in love with Jesus by falling in love with his word. And so now once you fall in love with the word, because he and his word is one and the same. And so to know Jesus is to know his word. You can't say, I know Jesus. and You don't know his word. That don't work. Any kind of relationship, you have to spend time with someone to develop a relationship. So if you're not spending time with the word, then you're doing what the devil wants you to do. And he does not want you to spend time. He does not want you to believe. He don't want you to have a relationship. And so you cannot go for, I call the okie doke of the devil, trying to keep you away from somebody that you need to be with, someone you need to depend upon for life and godliness. Okay. And that's Jesus. So yes, fall in love, but you have to fall in love with his word first. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think that, um, you know, one of the things about not having both is you find yourself with this level of contentment because to honor God, <laughs> he, he just is different. You know what I mean? He's not like this world. And so like people are like, man, if I honor God, am I going to lose all my fun and all these different <laughs> things? Right. And I'm like, well, do you really do you really want to have like, a, you know, a whole life, you know? How well do you want to live this life? And then I find like we can be content with um, with a little bit like I, you know, I believe in God. And like somebody right now who is listening to this podcast is saying, has said, you know, they believe in God and they're talking to somebody that you come in contact with somebody who has read the scripture, you know, more than you. And you're like, well, I don't really know the word that, you know, like that. I'm telling you right now, whenever you feel like that. That is God. That's the Holy Spirit trying to speak to you to say, come and, you know, come in and and read my word with me. Right. Um, that part for us is the other part of the relationship that is is going to help you to have, you know, to come over to overcome that barrier when you think about what it is that honoring God, what's all entailed. Because when you read the word and understand how gentle God is, how loving and how perfect um, and prophetic, you know, that the word is, it, it's something that we I just want to encourage you to read it and get, you know, get into an environment that is teaching the word um, and educating you um, and not just giving you like, you know, Brother Dixon said um, religion. Um, but I definitely want to just speak to that person right now to, to, to not feel um, not feel shame by not knowing the word. Um, but know that, you know, if you really want to know God and you're struggling with your faith is to get into his word and um, allow him to guide you through that. Amen. Don't yeah. compare yourselves among yourselves. Do not compare yourself with somebody else. It's your relationship. You know, I, I can remember, you know, you talk about married couples, divorcing and stuff like that, you know, because you may have met the one before the other. And now you have a relationship with both of them. Just because you have a divorce don't mean now that I'm going to choose sides where I ain't going to talk to you anymore. No, I have a relationship with both of you and I will maintain my personal relationship with both of you in the manner that I have had my personal relationship with you. Well, that's the same thing with you and God. You, 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 you develop your own personal relationship. You don't look at the relationship somebody else have with them. You deal with your own relationship and develop your own relationship with them. OK, 
Okay. Spend your own time with him. You know, nobody gets a chance to, you know, I call it one coffin per person. You don't get a chance to be get somebody to get off into your coffin for you. No, you're going to get in your coffin yourself. You know, so you got to have your own relationship. Yeah, you know, um, God honors his word. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you would you would know that when you read the scripture, he will honor it. You know, if he says, if you come to me and if you ask, and if you pray, right, and your heart, you know, you've got to have a heart that is sincere to God, that he will he will do for you what you have asked, right? He knows the desires of your heart, but you come humbly and, um, you know, persistent, you know, to God and he will answer. He's done some amazing things in my life. And, um, and it's one of those things that if we don't know what honor is, you, you find like everybody around you in your community, nobody can stay together in a relationship. Everybody's unfaithful. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you have, um, you know, you have just experienced all this, uh, trauma, right. Um, just know that looking at God, you know, that that's what's real, you know, and, and then allow for yourself to change your, you know, your trajectory of what your perspective, looking at people, looking at this world, look at the word, look at God, see how God has been in your life and has been honoring himself in you. And though we at times, and this is what God will get you, he'll show you that I've been straight up. I've been 100 the whole time, right? <laughs> I just been waiting on you to go spend a little bit of time with me so that you can see that this is a really good thing. If you get with me, you know what I mean? Like this could be a good life for you and your family. So uh, this is the minute of encouragement podcast. Any last words before we, uh, before we, before we sign off? Um, I would just like to add to that. Just remember that God loves you. God is, God is not, He's not here to condemn you. He loves you. And because he loves you, he wanted you to be reconciled back to him so that you can have an abundant life. God is not out to get you. He's out to bless you. Think about, well, maybe that's not a good example, but like if you're a father, if you're a father, you want to bless your children. You want to bless your children, but you also want them to grow up to be healthy. You know, and, and, and he's a holistic God. That's healthy in every way. You know what I'm saying? So just remember that God loves you. God doesn't condemn you and God doesn't accuse you. That's what the devil is there for. So whenever you have any of that on the line, know that that's the devil. It's not God. God doesn't condemn you. And God wants a relationship with you. He wants you to come and sup with him. He wants to show you his goodness. He wants to show you who he is and he wants to elevate you. He's always wanting to elevate us. He's a good God. He's a good God and he is a wonderful father. So he's God and he's father. Amen. 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 So we yeah. are um, we're going to be getting out. Um, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram. You can see there um, we are at men under, underscore of encouragement on Instagram. And we are also on Facebook and YouTube. We encourage you to follow us on Facebook and YouTube. And if you have not yet as well. Um, knowing that this podcast is available on all streaming platforms. So we want to come have you listen to us when you're on the car, if you're doing a road trip or driving to work, and you want to listen to Mid of Encouragement, hear a good word from um, Brother Dixon, hear him tell you what the word says, or listen to this podcast and be able to hear our special guest, um, Sister Q. We encourage you to stream us on the platform. Um, we are going to be getting out. Um, Sister Q, I want to tell you thank you. And um, you know, there's one thing about this uh, this kingdom business is that when you have meet someone who is who is falling in love with Jesus, 
and who has tried Jesus, <laughs> um, you can just tell how they um, speak of God and speak of God's word. There's a reverence that's in there that makes you almost, when you have faith, be encouraged by your faith. So Men of Encouragement podcast in so many different ways. Um, you get encouraged. I'm writing down notes for myself personally from the things that were said already today. Um, you have a beautiful spirit and energy. I was so glad to meet you in person and um, just want to thank you for being here with us and joining us. And I pray that you will join us again in the future as well. Amen. I want to thank you guys for having me. I'll be watching y'all and I'm like, can I just be a fly on the wall? I just want to be where y'all are. When you guys had that men's breakfast or whatever you guys did, I'm like, oh, Donald, you should just make a way for me to be there. Because <laughs> I so appreciate you guys. This is so needed. And so I'm glad you guys are doing this. So I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank Amen. you. And um, for before we let everyone uh, go, can you just uh, share again where folks could be able to connect with you? Um, on your socials or how they can be able to follow you? Okay, so I'm on Facebook. I got three different pages for three different reasons. So I'm under Lucretia Mensa on Facebook. You can follow me there. I got too many friends to add, but I can manipulate that. And I have a kitchen page. It's called Lucretia's Kitchen. And then I have another page, which is intended for just ministry, and it's La Mensa. So all of those are on Facebook, and you can follow me there. Oh, awesome. So you have a kitchen. So that means you cook. That means you have a catering business or? Um, I should start a catering business because I can cook. Right. <laughs> no, it's it's kind of one of those things that kind of it kind of was birthed out of me always been on Facebook cooking. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe these people on this page is getting tired of seeing all my food come through the line. So let me just create a separate page for that. So that's that's how it was birthed. But yeah, I, I enjoy cooking and I like chopping it up with people as I cook. So I created a space for that. Yeah, well, you are the light. We are the light. So wherever you are, just turn that camera on and share your energy, share your spirit with the world. Again, we thank you um, for being with us. And all of you that have tuned in and watched this, we thank you for joining us. Again, we are the Men of Encouragement podcast. We love you. We pray that something has been said or implied or just felt to encourage you. And we just thank you. Um, God bless you. And we will see you all soon. Peace. All right. All right.